Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk about wage and hour employees and how they're coping on this side of an inflation cycle. And a little bit of some of the financial headwinds we're going to be looking at as we're going into, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, an election year next year. Fundamentally, all of the numbers, all of the numbers, the interest numbers are down. Mortgages are down. 10-year, the 30-year, they're all down. They are anticipating the Fed going to cut rates. They are in a very competitive marketplace where yield is attractive and they are selling. They're trying to make some gains before the end of the year, but all the rates are down. That wasn't the Fed's intention. Oil is still at a great price. The only thing that went up is the service side of the ISM survey, which is just a little bit. Everything else is down. Well, that isn't good news for the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve wants everything to slow. We'll talk more about that later. A lot of commotion about, look at all the foreign-born workers in the United States. It's going to be a political football. It really shouldn't be. These people have returned to the U.S. because they're critically important to the labor market. They are the basis of the wage and hour marketplace for the labor market. The service market fixes your fences. You know the rest. Uh, I don't think these numbers are particularly accurate, but it's going to be part of the how porous is the border with Mexico because they're all coming there. and They're not just Mexicans. They're from India. They're from everywhere, China, all kinds of places. Those people are very important, and how that border ever gets really controlled today, I have my doubts, and I think it's very important. The job market is not happening the way the Federal Reserve wants it to. It wants unemployment to go up. It went down. We're at 3.7 now. It wants unemployment to go up, more people out in the streets, slower spending, so on and so forth. What we're going through right now in a very slow process is we're correcting the data that we've been dealing with the last year and a half. As you know, there's been some duplicate job openings. There's been a lot of skewing in the data. So as this one, which is job openings per unemployed individual, actually in Colorado it's running about two, if you believe the numbers, it's coming down to where it belongs because we're correcting the data. It's not that the job market has changed that much. It's just that the data was inflated. And the other ones, well, quits, new hires, hiring rates, those are coming back down to where they probably belong, due in some respects to bad data. And in some respects, the job market is slowing a little tiny bit. But as I'm sure most of you are aware, we're starting into a cycle where companies that have a lot of debt, like restaurant franchises, a lot of these franchises are going to go under. Uh, Florida's losing Burger King and IHOP and a lot of those things. Uh, Waffle House, all that kind of stuff. A lot of those franchises are going to fold for a variety of reasons. One, they can't afford $18 an hour for a foreign-born person to bust the tables. But they also didn't recover and they didn't adapt and they didn't change. The only really large franchise that has done that, that I'm aware of in the restaurant business is, of all people, McDonald's. And they are prospering. They are very much prospering in China as well. 
adapting to the marketplace. Those guys are masters of it. Rent-wise, housing-wise, in this case it's a shelter number. Very, very low inflation in the shelter number now. I mean, CPI is still in the mid-threes, on its way down hopefully to two, which is the target rate. But the cost of shelter and the inflation of shelter, which means rents, is already below two and shrinking. They know that they have, they meaning the people that rent apartment buildings, the commercial side of apartment buildings and some individual single family homes, they exceeded their marketplace. So they are adjusting, they are correcting. Clearly you look at the affordability of homes, which is the one here, and the affordability of rent, they have adjusted the marketplace faster because they had to. Housing is getting very, very expensive and like you know the inventory in single-family homes, they, for the regular working guy, they are not affordable. They are not going to be affordable. Those prices are not going to come down. That's also a disappointment to the Fed. They were hoping to bring this housing market down so we can retrench and start over. It's not looking that way. Housing, individual homes, single-family homes are going to remain very expensive. And for the foreseeable future, it's going to be out of the reach of a regular working man. It's going to be part of the political arena this year. The only marketplace that is starting to see an increase in the inventory of homes for sale is Austin. Everybody else, Denver, everybody, are still in negative numbers. Credit card debt is starting to go up because the excess money in the system from COVID and a few other things is dried up. They're starting to see that uh, a breakfast out at a Dive restaurant is still $20. A lot of working people can't afford that. Credit cards are going up. Not excessive Christmas spending. They're just going up, just cost of living. That's where the wage and hour side of this is going to start feeling more and more and more. That's why the Federal Reserve is going to keep rates up. It's going to kill some restaurant franchises. It's going to do a lot of things to slow that stuff down and pull inflation out of the system. Now, they're starting to see some not so great numbers on the commercial side of things. This is something Credit Suisse does every year. These are commercial loans. Some of them are slowing down a little bit. Some of them are getting a little late. Some of them are being depressed. They're being not quite degraded, but you can tell on the commercial side when the loans start slowing, when they get more and more expensive, they start going like this. That's very positive for the Fed. That's on the investment side of things. But the high yield market, which we're all familiar with, normally has big issuance. Some of the numbers in here is what the high yield market is, new debt, because companies are coming to the marketplace wanting new debt. That's slowing down significantly. There's a lot of companies that would ordinarily be in that marketplace that have plenty of money. And with some good cash management, and there's a lot in the S&P 500 that have whole departments that manage their cash, when you have a two-year treasury in the fives, you can do pretty well managing your own cash. There's a lot of companies out there, larger companies, that are paying their debt load with just the interest on the cash they have. That's just the kind of marketplace we're in right now. So there's not a bubble building here, nor is there a lot of new issuance. There's going to be a lot of new issuance in munis. 
There's going to be a lot of issuance in other places, private equity, so on and so forth, but not here. A couple of questions about, gee, is the S&P 500, what do the profit margins look like? They look great. They continue to be great. The S&P 500 is waiting for better earnings, and they're going to get it, like I've mentioned before, in the first part of the second quarter, maybe late first quarter next year. We'll start seeing better numbers. And I think that's going to inspire a huge rally that's just going to support what's going on right now. Both the bond and the stock market next year will do pretty well. We'll just have to suffer through the political side of things. But the profit margins are fine. Shifting to where there's been a lot of hiring and there has been some places where there's been a lot of new hires, that's not the federal government this time. It's state and local governments. They've been hiring a lot of people. One on the right-hand side here are the grants they get from the federal government. And that's going to be a headwind because that's going to be a huge political issue about the fiscal side of the federal government, where all this money goes. States have done real well in the last couple of years. They were anticipating bad news from COVID and a change in the value of the real estate, which is where they get a lot of their revenue, certainly in Colorado. The value of the real estate hasn't changed. The market is slowed, the second home market is slowed, but the values are there and the property taxes are still up. The headwind is going to be, the federal government is not going to be in a position to start funding all these projects. They're not going to do a lot of these infrastructure projects. They're not going to do a lot of things because they kind of have their own issues. And the state and local governments aren't overloaded with debt. In fact, they're doing very well with their debt. They're getting rid of it. They've taken a lot of their revenues and paid off their debt. They've paid up more money into their pensions. They're in pretty good shape. And they are the ones that are going to be funding these new projects. Highway projects in Colorado, well, those are toll lanes. That's simply where we're going. New bridges, that kind of stuff. They're going to sell bonds for that. And those bonds are going to be very attractive in the marketplace. The federal side of things is going to be, and this is just Medicare. The red down here is the payroll taxes for Medicare. That's about what it covers, what percentage of it covers. The rest of it comes from grants and the federal government. Well, Medicare is very important. It has a good multiplier. It employs a lot of people. It supports hospitals. It does all kinds of things. It's a good multiplier. Almost as good a multiplier as Social Security is which is some of the most efficient money the government spends. Actually, most of the money the government spends is pretty efficient. You know, they buy a jet and they employ a lot of people. We don't want to get into that right now. But the Federal Reserve is not going to be a great place for a lot of growth and a lot of new hires because they've got to go through another budget process and a political process because they've got to pay for Social Security. They've got to pay for Medicare. They've got to pay for whatever the defense budget's going to be and a few others, and then they're going to be out. The rest of that's going to be on the states, which is reasonable, which is kind of where it ought to be right now. Finally, there's a couple of questions on huh, China, of all places. And I'll answer this one by talking to those who remember the real estate market in Japan. Remember, the Japanese were buying everything in the U.S. they could get their hands on there in the 80s. They bought Rockefeller Plaza. They bought golf courses, all kinds of things, because they were doing very well in their own real estate market. Well, then it just collapsed. 
spoof. It collapsed, dropped 20, 30 percent for whatever the instigation was. I don't know. But China's done the same thing. There was a question about, gee, are these developers running out of money? Yes, they are running out of money because they're not issuing new debt. Uh, and this is, yes, they don't have money anymore. That's the line. And then the bar in the background is all the commercial debt that's in the Chinese economy, and it's a huge number. It's reasonable to assume that that market is not coming back. If you're familiar with buying an apartment in China, you buy a concrete shell. You buy the shell, there's nothing there. Kind of rough plumbing, that's about it. No windows, no paint, no cabinets, no toilets, nothing. You have to buy everything else. So what you need for that market to recover is a middle class that has money that's interested in buying these things and furnishing them. And that is not anything in China. They have no interest in that. Their spending is down. I don't think that real estate market is going to come around. So don't buy into what some of the people will tell you about China. Generally, they want you to put money in their international fund. Okay, that's enough. Uh, I appreciate you joining me. I'm going to goof off a little bit here around the holidays. And it's likely we're going to give everybody a little break. So we'll see you somewhere like January 8th. We'll give you an update of what's going on then. I appreciate you listening, and thanks for joining me. Any questions, obviously send them along to info at SHJ Wealth Advisors, and I'll be happy to deal with it. Happy holidays. From all of us at SHJ Wealth Advisors, we wish you happy holidays, good health, and prosperity for the new year.